Hi again, this is Veronica Tyler Christie, sometimes V. I have a awesome opportunity to sit down uh, with Rocky Tyrade from Phoenix, Arizona. Yo, what's up? Okay, so I'm super excited that you're here. I always say that I'm excited that I I have a chance to, uh, you know, kind of sit down. I know we're over the phone right now, um, but hopefully we can get like the same quality of interaction, uh, regardless if we're in person or like, you know, digital. <laughs> uh, how have you been? Good, how are you doing, how are you doing? I've been good. I've been good. I've been, I hit the new year really well. Like this year I'm feeling pretty strong about like all of my goals and like resolutions. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because last year it felt like it was just like, okay, I'm planting the seed. And now this year it feels more like, okay, I'm ready to get going. So what is that what it feels like for you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're big on anime. You know, like, um, you remember Gundam Wing, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, like, I guess, did Hero you like, he lost, like, um, his original Gundam, and then he was, I guess he, like, he messed with the Evian. Oh, my gosh, he slaved a lot with it. Um, it, like, my 2016 was, like, Hero Yuri's, like, original Gundam, just, like, kicking ass, right? Mm -hmm. And then, um, I decided that I needed to up my game. So, 2017, I was Gundam-less, kind of, like, just refiguring out my purpose and, you know, and I found my Wing Zero in 2018, and now I'm, like, just on a domination path. It's just been a lot, a lot about, a lot to do with, like, the whole repurposing and things like that that you alluded to. So I, I feel positive about 2019. 2018 is definitely, like you said, planting the seeds, yeah. learning the system. Yeah, no, I feel... Now it's time to execute. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's time. Okay, we're sprinting. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I guess I just want to kind of clear up of how I met you. Uh, usually with a lot of those who I interview, I've met them somehow. Um, it's not usually a cold interview. Uh, so, uh, just for those who are listening, I want to just make note that I met uh, Rocky through Megaran. Uh, Megaran was doing like a round... Uh, I don't even, I don't I don't understand like his tours anymore. He just shows up and he does his thing. Um, but he he brought uh, Rocky into the San Jose area, and I met him over at this old lounge called AFK, which was a game or a uh, barcade. So it was a lot of gaming, and like there was a stage and whatnot. And they also had a show over at the back bar um, in San Jose as well. Right after that, and so like I think. Um, when I first met you, like, I, I missed your set, and I felt really bad because, like, you were talking to me about it, and I'm like, I don't know who, like, what you sound like, but you gave me a lot of your music, or you gave me some links to your music, and then I listened to you, and I went, whoa, this guy is agile on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate Super agile. And so, um, yeah, I was, like, really, like, impressed at what you were doing. And, like, I saw some of your videos, which were pretty dope. And, um, you know, you have, like, a very good, like, original artistry behind what you do. Um, so what was that like? Like, I guess, like, how did you find, like, your aesthetic uh, behind some of, like, your video making and whatnot? Oh, 
probably just being a movie head and, you know, like artistically finding myself earlier on um, and, you know, discovering that I, I just want to be me, you know, like we, we're given these expectations to, to be larger than life as rappers and given that, like, I was basically shaped, my life was shaped by hip-hop in such a huge way from a philosophical standpoint, et cetera, um, that, you know, like the influences of what you're supposed to be really dictated what I thought I was going to be. And after I had my coming of age, I just decided I wanted to be me, man, and incorporate various things that make me happy into my music. And I, I'm like a huge movie head, um, and I really appreciate the visual aesthetics behind that. Some of like some, you know, some of the greatest visual executors. And I, I just wanted to, I just wanted that to, to be evident in my visual content. Yeah, I did notice that. I think one of my favorite videos that I, it was like a recent thing I think you did last year was Crown Me. And yeah. that had basically a collage of different, like, kung fu, like, old school, like, gang movies. But I mean, like, like, like you know, like, the brotherhood of, like, people Warriors getting... Warriors and stuff. Yeah, like, it had the Warriors. Was that was that the clip you used was from the Warriors? Um, one more time? Uh, was one of the clips that you used was from the Warriors? Yeah, yeah, but I, uh, I wanted to be Cyrus, man, because, like, um... Like, for a point in time, before a lot of my souls, I would watch that speech when uh, Cyrus was speaking to the crowd, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the gathering of the various warriors. And I felt it similar to, you know, like being at one of those community events with all these MCs and people from different walks of life. And like, we're competition. And like, normally, in normal circumstances, I'm trying to take your head off. But we're here for the greater <laughs> cause, the greater good of the culture. And one of my slogans is the culture is back. And I just felt, I felt it was so powerful um, to the point where I'd watch that. And then I felt to pay homage to that, mm-hmm. to like kind of insert myself into the movie or vice versa, insert that back into my art in like this full circle type of thing. And uh, it, like even some of the, one of the things that I call my supporters is like the rock riffs because we're like a, we're like a big game, you know? Um, like rock riffs and the crowd's like yeah right you know like i really love the the nature of the warriors and how grimy yeah. and, and you know by the you know skin of the teeth it is because that, that's basically what my life is and indie artist has been oh no that's awesome yeah no that was like a really powerful scene when i first watched that movie um and i mean i when i first watched it i was kind of like more of like a i was in like my early I was early high school, <laughs> and when I first started... Don't age check me, okay? I'm sorry? I'm, 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 don't age check me. No, I'm not trying to age... Th- <laughs> no, not at all. I think, I mean, it was already out when I first watched it, so, I mean, I was, I'm behind. Yeah. So, I was kind of going through that phase where it's like, oh... I need to, I need to feel hip and I need to feel like I need to watch all these old school movies. So you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I think about it. That, that movie did come out like a whole ass, like 40 years ago. So I don't know why I said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah how old are you? <laughs> 33. Yeah. 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 Older than I look. <laughs> I emerged from a sarcophagus. Okay. Side note. We'll get back on the movies, but side note, you, I noticed that you've been going to the gym a lot and you look significantly like more toned, which takes away more age from your face. So you're fine. 
Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. That's my like awkward way. <laughs> no, you've been putting in some work, I've noticed, and I was like, whoa, hello, hey, what's good? <laughs> hey. Yeah. So, uh, end side note, uh, back to, <laughs> back to like the, the movie aesthetics from crown me. Yeah. No, I thought that was like such an original way to, I was, I already liked crown me in the first place. Cause I also liked the, uh, the single art that you used. Uh, it had the scene from, uh, John, uh, Johnny, God, Johnny cage or Luke cage, excuse me, Luke cage. Uh, when the guy was like talking and then he stands up and he like aligns his head with Biggie Smalls's, uh, album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Mercer Ali, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was... When I first saw that scene, I was like, yo, they are masters. The director of photography is genius. Yeah, no, he did that... Like, Luke Cage was, like, really, really dope, especially the first season. Like, I'm very much so, like, first season uh, type of person when I watch something. Like, okay, how is this going to grab me? And then when I watched it, I was like, okay, I dig it. Um, but no, yeah, no, a lot of your music videos are great. Like, again, like you keep it very consistent in the themes. Um, and also like it, it's, it feels very alternative too. But, uh, I mean, I guess for those who are listening, if you need to see his videos, he has all of his videos on YouTube. So like, all you have to do is like Rocky tirade. So R O Q Q Y tirade. Um, yes. So yeah, just go find them there and like you'll find all of his videos and they're very like original. Um, there's nothing that seems like, oh, okay, this is like whack. No, it's all very engaging. It's very, very cool. Um, so I guess going into your like other projects, like the first album I heard uh, from you was the, oh, gosh, it was the dichotomy of uh, Rocky Tirade. Yeah. And I really liked that one. It was very real to, uh, like, just basically just life in general. Like, you, right now I'm going through a process of, like, you know, applying for jobs and whatnot, and, like, the application deadline thing, like, kind of hits <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the, the story behind that, like, really sucks. Like, yeah. So, yeah, you speak of which, that's weird, because, like, we met when I was on tour with my brother Rand. That, um, one of the first big tours I went on was with Ren, and, um, you know, like, I was, I was just you know, so sure that something was going to pop from that, because certain people were watching me, I was on, like, the blogs a lot, and, you know, hip-hops and stuff like that, and, like, uh, halfway towards the, the, the conclusion of the tour, I was looking at my funds and just my accumulated earnings from the tour, mm-hmm. and I was like, um... You, you know, like watching a crash test dummy. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it has, if it was like an anthropomorphic being, there would be. Can I for family? Yeah, you're you're fine. Yeah, you can. You can like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're yeah. feeling really <laughs> self-conscious, I'll put like a sensor beep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's just like a point where, like, halfway before it impacts, like the crash dummy's like, oh shit, <laughs> and that's basically what I was like halfway into that tour, looking at my earnings, and so I came back, and then I just started throwing every line into the water just trying to pick up some fish some catch and then i literally took the first thing i can get because it was getting down to either that or i'm gonna have to look at some new living options yeah and um the job that i got was so crappy like literally everything around about happened yeah like so yeah i you're right like i wanted to create something 
just, again, unique to my experience. And also because people are told that their life sucks all the time. You know, people are being told that they're, they're broker than the person that they're living to, um, they're listening to, mm-hmm. um, you know, that their life in every shape and form is better than their listeners. And I think that's kind of, you know, that's cool to have something to listen to when you want to pump yourself up. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to have something that's, that's a little more grounded. Mm-hmm. I listen to other stuff too, but there's something that I feel is left out there because, again, these certain expectations. Mm-hmm. Like, I can guarantee a lot of these indie artists have jobs or should have jobs. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with admitting that. And I feel the first step in taking a, a, a step into a different form of living is to look at where you're at at an immediate point in time. And so at that point in time, I was very broken to bread. Mm-hmm. So that's what you got. Yeah. No, that's very real, but it, it's also very humbling of anybody who's trying to be an artist, right? Like they need to know, they need to know in real time of what, what foundations you're working with, uh, especially like with the financial foundations that you're working with in order to get somewhere with what you want to do. Like as much as like there's passion with your art, um, there's also like the realization that, oh, how am I gonna, how am I gonna make rent by the end of the month, right? Like, it's not always gonna be, like, you're not always gonna have fucking, like, bills being thrown at you, um, left and right, like, as things are being mis, mismarketed as such, uh, especially with mainstream music. For real, like, sometimes you'll receive that notification, that royalty statement notification email, and you're like, oh, it's about to come up, and you click on your statement, and it's not what you were hoping for. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's all a part of the grind. It's just, it's, it's a gladiator sport. Some people aren't going to make it out of the ring the next round. Right. So you have to, you know, look at it as such. Sometimes it's brutal. Sometimes it's beautiful. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so have you lived in Phoenix your whole life? Or in no, Arizona? I'm originally from San Diego. I'm originally from Chula Vista, uh, California, San Diego. Oh. Exactly. Um, and then halfway through high school, I moved up north to the L- to the LA area and completed my schooling there. And then I came out here, kind of just ended up here on accident. And um, you know, I was I was effectively marooned in a sense. And um, you know, I started going to school out here, going to college, and then me in the meantime, I was going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, between here and California, I was going back to the like 909 and you know San Bernardino and all of that because my crew um, was out there and you know we were staking our claim as like um, part of the new generation of MCs and like rap entities out there. And once um, basically our flagship artist, artist and uh, one of my really close friends, Space Ghost, had passed when him and um, my, my brother Sank was shot, um, mm-hmm. you know we all kind of went in different directions and uh, I stayed here in Phoenix again have my old comment of age self-discovery artistic thing um, took over the city as one of the you know as the best rapper here and then because that was something that I just I just wanted to have that title and once I had achieved it I realized there was nothing behind that mm-hmm. outside of like that and the occasional eight as cliches itself. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started really looking towards the, the horizon. 
I really wanted to just do this and be a part of that conversation of people, of people who help shift the culture by providing you. Right. And to soundtrack the people's lives. Right. No, so, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I, it's crazy how, like, sometimes that when you have, like, you used to have, like, a tight group and then, like, you just end up somewhere and then you're like, oh, well, this is what I'm working with. <laughs> That's how I'm kind of feeling yeah, with San yeah. Jose right now. Um, I'm trying to make it work as much as I can, but all of these, like, housing spikes and, um, like, I told you before, like, I don't mind saying this on on the podcast. Like, it's really, like, for m- myself when I already have, like, my degree and I'm, like, looking for schooling or additional schooling, like, post-grad work and... Um, it's really hard trying to find a job. And so like, if it's not going to work out, I'm going to have to somehow relocate, but I hope I relocate on good terms with like, you know, with the people that I've developed relationships here. Um, but sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. And then, you know, who knows? Maybe it works out for the better. Yeah. Like for instance, with uh, my squad, like we were scattered, like sticks in the wind and, (laughs) Um, looking back, that was a pivotal moment because I'm out here doing my thing. Like I, I've, I've had a lot of uh, great moments and achievements thus far and, and, and to come. And so have other people in my group. Like my man Satellite Rock is out there doing his thing. Um, like, uh, like really intertwined with the, the LAC, um, as is my man Sixty East, um, particularly like he as well. It's like a world traveler. Um, he, he does the Happiness of Pursuit festivals. And he's like a like an icon, an icon coming up in like the L.A. indie scene. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy because like us brothers were out, out there like really scratching, really scratching up trying to find something worth talking about in terms of having a career. Yeah. And that, that was Joey, man. I, I, I knew, like, 60 East when he was Roach. And to watch someone go from not really rhyming to picking up rap to becoming who he is today, mm-hmm. it's awesome. You, you never know what, what the future holds. So I, I say just do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. You know, the people who are there will be there. And if they're not, you know, love them from afar. Yeah. No, that's, that's like, exactly how, like, you, you should kind of go about things. Um, okay, so, other things, like, I mean, aside from, like, you know, just moving into Phoenix and, you know, and finding, like, what you've been doing, like, have there been any, like, additional challenges or, like, pushbacks that you've ever, like, endured that you feel, aside from, like, touring and whatnot, that you've had to like overcome that's made you stronger while you've had to like kind of start over? I mean, you know, given the type of music that I do and the area that I was in, it's not considered a very commercially viable thing at at least at the time it wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just about that more or less pop feeling, um, or like street to trap feeling and stuff like that, which is cool that I I didn't possess that element. So people were looking at what I'm doing is kind of like antiquated, music or like an antiquated form of artistry um even though it's uh, like from a commercial standpoint huge especially overseas um so of course it's taken a little longer than some other individuals who have that kind of contemporary feeling to them um you know and as such 
I would land in the blogosphere and become like one of those blog darling in training right before the blog shut down. Damn. Or, you know, I would... Oh, no. I've had to kind of reinvent my process multiple times. But it's given me the time to, to hold my craft and uh, kind of create my stories. When I finally do create a team, we're, we're ready to go, you know? Yeah. How did you start getting into rap or just like learning how to rhyme or did you start with like creating poetry or what What was your method? Um, I mean, you know, I guess music was always a constant in my life. At some point it was really like all I had was in one way, shape or another. Like, so I always found that in the background in some way. But, um, you know, if you're, I say artists just glorify fans, you know, I, I get to the point where I'm rapping some of my favorite versions as good as the people I'm listening to. And, you know, you start wanting to experiment right see what happens wanting to freestyle and, um, you know it, it kind of evolves from there like um, I used to write poetry as well um, around the same time I started writing raps um, because death poetry is out like some of my favorite rappers were on there doing it and I just thought it was some cool shit and after a couple after a couple poems I realized like yo this is literally the same shit like I have a poem version of the rap I just wrote it's literally the same thing well, I'm just white rap. So, you know, then these, you know, these basic rhymes that you're creating just evolve over time and you discover your voice. You know, like, but even still, it always felt natural. Um, you know, like some of the homies would like rap in high school and I remember like spitting this stuff I just wrote from my boy on the phone. And he was like, you should really keep that. You should really take this seriously. And um, that was one of the things that helped push me forward. Yeah, how so. how old were you? Do you think, or do you remember? Uh, between fifteen and sixteen was when I uh, wrote my first. Like, I wrote my very first joke rap in like the eighth grade, but it, you know, it's just like some here or there. <laughs> but like around um, my sophomore, my sophomore year in high school is when I started really trying to write and being at like freestyle battles and stuff like that. Like there's this. Um, every other Friday, we go to the sports complex because they give the kids like free pizza and stuff to stay out of trouble on Fridays. And, mm-hmm. You know, we just fight up there, anyways. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. Thanks for the free pizza. But you know, like uh, we would we would freestyle, and um, that was right. It was before Eight Mile came out, so. Like, as soon as 8 Mile dropped, and everybody wanted to be a rapper. So, like, that fall or whatever, it went from battling, like, the same three people every other Friday to battling, like, you know, like, 20, 30 different people over, like, the next month or so. And it was, you know, it, it was really a lifestyle. It was, like Skepta said, um, this ain't a culture, this is my religion. You know, like, this, this, is, this is what I do, man. I, I would really be nothing without it. It's, yeah. it's part of my identity for real. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, no, I always love hearing from everybody that I, I've so far, like, you know, listened to about like their rap backgrounds. Like, it's like, it's a lifestyle. It, it's a culture. And it truly is. Like, it's like jazz music. It It's a lifestyle. It's a culture. Like, in order to really embody anything, it, you have, it's 
needs to be a lifestyle or your culture and even like your type of religion doesn't have to be like formal religion but it it's something that you're following um it's your belief you know i I really believe that that music um shapes can shape people's lives there's science behind um you know subconscious skill of listening and various rhythms and um but high energy low energy etc like you're you're in a sense creating magic yeah no, I agree. I 100%. Um, so let's go into some shows and experiences that you've had. Um, did you recently do the Arizona Hip Hop Festival? Yeah, I did. That's awesome. You know, because again, like, this, we didn't have anything when I first started rapping out here. There's like three different places to perform. And, you know, just to watch this scene evolve and to have been one of the active contributors and forefathers of what this is today wow yeah um people are hitting me up from uh outside of the region and even internationally asking about the arizona hip-hop festival so since we're on the subject shout out to justice and them for the blaze and felix and them and all the rtu for putting that together um because that's no easy task they did it five years in a row yeah i i heard about it that's our stuff yeah i heard about it through uh uh, big surprise. I heard about it through Megaron. <laughs> yeah, <of course>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I say that with love. If if Ran ever listens to this episode, I say big surprise with love. I promise. I've been I've been making all these jokes that I have to apologize for right after um with Ran and he's like, I don't know how to take that. I'm like, oh man, I was trying to be funny. I now I'm being offensive. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway, yeah, I heard about it through his podcast. Um uh, and I was listening to it, and it was the episode where they interviewed Justice, um, and he was talking about how he was really trying to make an effort to cultivate the indie scene out there, making sure that he was bringing it up to a higher tier of the eyes of people who listen to music, uh, which was very admirable. That's something that uh, a lot of people who play jazz in San Jose are trying to do, since jazz is mostly the dominant music genre out here. Um, but anyway, not saying there isn't a hip hop scene, there is, but I think the jazz scene is a little bit stronger. Um, but as for like the hip hop festival, um, I heard about it and just sounded really like, like exciting to go to. Like if I had the money, I was actually tempted to find like an Airbnb and like just check out the festival for a weekend because that's like one of my goals is to go and like go to a festival and do like a couple of press things and then like you know just kind of like exploit like how amazing music festivals are like one of the festivals just on my like list of festivals to go to is like soundset for example for, in minneapolis oh my god uh, i can't wait to perform at soundset that's gonna be amazing yeah uh. yeah that's, that's my <laughs> biggest goal like i'm sorry yeah (laughs) um but no that's dope i'm like really happy that you're able to perform there like congratulations for oh for the arizona hip-hop festival like that that seemed like it was a really great event and so i'm really glad that you're able to headline or uh play on the stages out there um yeah absolutely so um speaking of other shows what do you feel like is like your most notable show or like one of your favorite shows that you've ever done um, like actual performance shows, like concerts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say uh, 
probably the Doing It Festival in Rennes, France. That was pretty cool. Oh, that's right. You toured out in Europe. Yeah. Oh, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Oh, continue with your show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rennes, France is cool, man. And that was, like, one of the first times I was really treated, like, with the respect of, like, you know, an artist and not just some back rapper guy that you know a lot of these gatekeepers look at us like you know yeah um because we do we do command an audience and all they have to do is just look but i'm not gonna rant right now yeah um you know it was it was pretty cool you know uh, shout out to the powers that be that made it happen i was already doing a really successful show out in amsterdam uh, with my man Slop Funked Us, and it was confirmed that we were going to do the Red Festival. At this time, the tour is already going, and um, the whole question of concern was logistics. And they're like, don't even worry about it. Finish your show, go to the airport. Went to the airport, we got like a baller flight, flew and, and some odd hour red flight uh, through across Europe, touchdown in Paris. And it was like this scene at, at the end of Inception, you know, we found this, this uh, Michael Caine, look, actually it was a brother, uh, you know, with, with the um, the little sign that said uh, Mr. Rayford on there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, he took us on, again, another baller ride uh, to the, the train the train station, drove us through uh, Paris. And my, it was my first time being in Paris. And, you know, there's so many black people. Oh, my gosh. I see why Holmes called it that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yo, yeah, we got on the train, um, baller class seats, uh, flew us across, and, you know, shot us across here, um, France, touched down in Rennes, uh, checked in, beautiful hotel, wonderful show. Um, the people were amazing. And, you know, they, you know, there's, during the sound check, there was this kid, he had to be no older than eight years old. And he, he like ran to the front of the stage while I was doing the sound check. And I guess his parents, I come to find out his parents like really listened. And of course they listened, so their child listened. He was a huge fan, but you know, there was a language barrier. Okay. And I stopped and, and, and uh, because I guess he had, had not been to concerts before, he thought it was over. He got really sad. And so he was trying to talk to me in, in, in French and tell me to keep performing and keep going. <laughs> and it was like very, very touching, you know, like, wow. You know, and the, the, the performance itself was awesome. Shout out to doing a festival. Um, we, we caught like a multi, a multi uh, lingual cipher afterwards. And, it, you know, it, that, that was one of the, the greatest experiences in my life. Like, you know, just to go from like, being in the States at the time and being treated like garbage as an artist and to go out there and really being celebrated. And it, it, was, it was a different feel. I was traveling with a different feel after that show. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I, man, I almost forgot about that. I saw that you were out there. I'm like, yes! I was like, like, see her I'm like, yes, go, go Rocky, go! Like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, going back was even better, you know? Like, I got to go to different countries and you know, pack out shows in Berlin, and you know, and so and now we're, we're we're planning another. You know, so we're planning more more international stuff this year. Good. So, uh, you know, yeah. Good. No, that's awesome. No, I'm so glad that like other countries like really respect what what the state what 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 you know like 
I feel like rap is like an American art form, right? So they really appreciate that. I feel like though, like every time I ever hear anybody who goes out there, like they always get such a good like crowd. They always get like a lot of people who appreciate it. Like a, a friend of mine, um, she's a vocalist in the area. Her name's Juanita Harris. She she was having some troubles out here and then she said, Fuck it, I'm going to France. <laughs> and so she was in France for a year and she comes back and she's you know, just kinda of reevaluating her surroundings. She goes, you know, I miss France. Yeah. Because the respect out yeah, there was yeah. significantly different. You know, they, they definitely have, like, commercialism issues just like we do out here, but it's nowhere near. And there's, there's like, a different uh, respect for for music. Not to say that we don't have those type of crowds here. It's mm-hmm. more convoluted, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's, a, it's, it's really a different ballgame because, you know, you have to... And now in the digital age, you have to think globally. And I, I feel that a lot of artists fail to recognize that. Like, they just want to target their immediate region, not even target the nation, but even targeting the nation is still small on the greater scheme of things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I challenge other artists, even people who are way more successful, um, to think globally. Yeah. Because they're out there and they're listening. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. watching. And <laughs> watching. Who <laughs> pressure's on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's dope. Oh my gosh. I so forgot about that. But now I'm glad that you brought that up because I, now that you brought it up, I was like, oh, please talk about that. I almost forgot. Uh, so now as for like experiences that you're trying to pursue, I mean, it sounds like you got a pretty good idea of what you're trying to reach for, but like, is there anything like specific that you want to confess that you want to try to get to? Uh, like what stages that you're trying to get towards or like what communities that you're trying to reach? Um, just have a broader impact, you know. I, I feel like um, the gears are turning right now in terms of making that happen. Some some really dope projects that are um, that I'm working on right now that are going to help facilitate that. And um, you know, we you know the, the class of MCs not literally like like scared skill tier, but like year. Mm-hmm. Um, they made a huge impact. You know, I, I come from the same age bracket as like your your Kendricks and Coles and, and, and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I, I just want to better represent for my generation. Yeah. Because there, there's a lot of stellar types out there doing that, and I'd like to add my uh, my blueprint to, to that as well. Okay. So. Dope, dope. No, I appreciate that. That's awesome. Um. Okay, well... Going back to some stuff that you've been releasing uh, right now, like I thought, you know, it's really hard for me to put like place a favorite of like what you've kind of like laid down uh, as for like music wise. Um, But I have been like revisiting a lot of like some of your old tracks, but also some of your new tracks. Um, I didn't realize that you were on the Black Materia album, like the remix album with Ran. And yeah. I, I have Final Fantasy VII as a special place in my heart. <laughs> so when I he- when I heard you on the verse uh, for Vincent Valentine's theme, I was like, Vincent Valentine, yeah. yeah, no, that was that was great. And 
I was like, okay, this is well-deserved. I love it. Like, I can't remember what specifically you said because I'm terrible at remembering lyrics, but I, <laughs> I did re I did really appreciate like that you were a part of that project because I'm like, okay, he's even more of my favorite now because he was on the Final Fantasy VII thing and I know he knows what Final Fantasy is. I hope. <laughs> um, so no, it was, it was really dope. But as for like one of your more recent things, um, I did, I did listen to like Jim Kelly, um, uh, but I really like is playing with Jeff. Yeah, I really like that one. Uh, you want to talk about that one for a little bit? Oh, I, I guess you know what? I, I wrote that really jaded. Uh, you know, I guess again just talking about the treatment that we receive as artists out here, and it's like. You know, I feel like Russell Crowe in the middle of that, that crappy gladiator ring he was in. Mm -hmm. One of Jay-Z samples. Like, are you guys not entertained to see what we're doing here? Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, just the amount of crap that we have to go through. And I just, that really fueled that song. And it's like, no matter how you try, you know, how you try to place me, or, you know, how you try to rate me or whatever, like, you're, you're going to get this work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's there's not one bit of game that we're playing here. We're trying to run. You know, this is 110% unadulterated raw shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I really like I really like that single that you dropped. It was it was cool. I keep coming back to it. You know, when you listen to music, you're like, I keep coming back to that one song. Well, that's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's also awesome gym music, as I've been told too. So. Oh, know, it is. Gym rat. You know, you want to go around the <laughs> you know, do a little Pilates and all that, get on the treadmill, by all means, use that, throw that on your playlist. You're like, I'm angry, I'm about to get some shit done. <laughs> Hell yeah, add one extra rep. Yeah, no, it, it's it's good gym music for sure. I think I've used it a couple of times when I was like doing some weights. Um, okay, <laughs> so uh, I guess... Since uh, we're getting towards the, uh, not like the end, but we're getting towards another part of the threshold where, like, now we're going to talk about some anime or video games or what's your deal? <laughs> um, you said you're a movie head, but you also yeah. have played some games. Um, so what's oh, your... absolutely. Yeah, so what's we, your... We can take it back. You, you want to talk about some Team Fortress Classic or you want to talk about, like, some Red Dead Redemption 2? Like, <laughs> where, do, where do we want to go timeline-wise? Want to uh, talk about Counter Strike Beta, <laughs> or do you want to talk about Planet Side Two? Like, where where do we want to go right now? I, you let me know. <laughs> okay, so it sounds like you like all the the shooters and whatnot. Oh, I guess I just named shooters. Okay, um, we can talk about some OG Street Fighter at the at the Seven Eleven. Uh, we can talk about some. Ah, really you know, just just name it, man. You know. I, I, we can do MMORPGs. You know, we we can we can do strategy, RTS. Like I, I am a gamer for real. I do it all, 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 all. Okay. Except for the new Spider Man, I, I have not played that yet. Go ahead and move me now. Okay, let's. Can we go old school then? Let's go. Um, what's your Let's feeling? What's what's your feelings on Tekken? Oh man. Like that was a given. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You like law? I, uh, I Tekken, Tekken was awesome, man. Like, uh, especially getting, like, just beating, beating with a different cat. Like, yeah, uh, Tekken was a huge staple. Um, yeah, I love Tekken. Yeah, I, I don't like Tekken for real. I, Soul Caliber. <laughs> Soul Caliber is good. What about Dead or Alive? Yeah, uh, Dead or Alive was cool. You know, I was with that as well. I wasn't so big on Dead or Dead or Alive. Um, but you know, definitely Tekken. But even though I played Tekken more, I always preferred Soul Calibur, probably because like um, in a more like customizing your your fighter in Soul Calibur and whatnot. Oh yeah. You know, I just felt like I'm gonna I am going to beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you play the uh, the recent? I can't remember which Tekken it was. I think it was like Tekken Seven. Um, where they were starting to kind of cross over into Soul Calibur, but also Street Fighter characters. Um, no, I didn't play that yet. I'm, I am behind. Okay, There's yeah. There's some that always slip through the cracks, but I'm going to get on it eventually. Yeah, so Tekken 7, basically, like, it, it's crossing over into different universes. So instead of having, um, you know, like, your standard characters, like, now they're doing, like, different... They're doing, like, the weird... Um, how would I put it? Like... You can you can change your character's costume or your main like avatar's costume, um, but it's all like with the weirdo like oh it's a fish hat on top of like king. <laughs> 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 or, <laughs> or like you can like yeah I mean king was already a wild ass character anyway so yeah no king was dope I I really like king like I appreciate king more at first I wasn't about the whole like luchador thing. Um, but over time I was like, okay, I can appreciate these like this, but I also really appreciate how, uh, each character definitely outlines the culture that they're from. Um, and also with a lot of street or with a lot of fighter games, like it's always like a character that's a stereotype, but it's not disrespectfully a stereotype. You know what I mean? Anymore. Anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, we're... What's crazy, like, with Tekken, like, the earlier games, like, no one was really, like, saying, like, stereotypical, like, phrases of their culture. It was just, like, it was just fighting. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, there was a lot of dialogue. It wasn't, like, you know, like, you have a Mexican character and they're just, like, saying, like, oh, did I, you know, like, it's nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. There uh, are a couple games like that. Yeah. But, of course, like, you know, with games that surround culture, like, unfortunately, like, with now with the climate that we are living in, like people who are making games are they're being more cautious. <laughs> um, oh yeah, because we, you know we're, we're it's obvious that we play games now. Like you know, I remember you know being online like in early two thousands, and you know the conversation would just happen to fall into like race. Like I'm black, and somebody even tried to deny it. Like black people don't play games, or we don't fucking have the internet. Like you're just stupid. Um, and my my character is higher than yours, bitch. For the record. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure so. No, but like, oh, go ahead. Representation is key. Representation is key, and it's awesome that you know that they have to be cautious because you know everybody wants to feel included, and they have the right to be. Yeah, included but not misrepresented. Yeah, when I say included, like included, but the same level of respect awarded to other demographics. Right, right. No, it it's great. I really, I do like that. Um. But yeah, with fighter games, like, I, I used to be pretty good at them, but now, like, I, I don't play games as often as I, I would like to, um, but since the last time I played, I got my ass whooped <laughs> uh, by this guy. Yeah, I'm not, like, you know, I'm not, 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 I
know, I was playing Red Dead Redemption online yesterday, mm-hmm. and like, uh, I guess I got into like this little feud with like these dudes, and they just always had better timing. So I just decided to go fish on the other side of the map. So I, guess, <laughs> I you know, that's an option. <laughs> just leave me alone. You're like, I'm not gonna quit this game. I'm just gonna go to the other side of the map. Say fuck y'all. <laughs> want to make my money in peace. <laughs> I'm just gonna go fishing. I'm not gonna shoot anybody. I'm not gonna try to steal someone's horse. I'm going fishing. Yeah, but that game is kind of funny because, like, you know, you could definitely, you know, you end up in some town like Valentine or whatever, and this dude is just trying to like role play, drink a beer, and you lasso his ass up and then throw him off the balcony. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. I get I get into it. I get into my games. Yeah, I can't. I I can't wait. Like when I have a moment to finally like get my stuff like properly set up. Like I I will probably visit that game because I heard a lot of good reviews on it. And of course, with stuff that is usually either like super terrible quality or super good quality, it gets memed. So. <laughs> a oh lot. yeah, absolutely. So, Red Dead was definitely one of those things that were um, memed, and I think my favorite meme was, like, the Ed, Ed, and Eddie redemption. <laughs> and I was, didn't see that, but that sounds funny. Yeah, it, it was just, like, a bunch of fan art, but it was it was really good. <laughs> um, but, no, that's cool. Um, have you ever played, like, any role-playing games at all? Because I think the one that I'm looking forward to that release is um, I'm looking forward towards Kingdom Hearts 3. Have you ever played that uh, series? I have, you know what? I never got into Kingdom Hearts. I do like playing role-playing games. Um, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Any game that has like some sort of RPG element um, that I'm playing is going to win me over because you know you like to you're putting in work on the character, and it's awesome to like see that see the fruits of your labor, so to speak, and to also like customize it, which is why I feel um, Fallout New Vegas is the best out of that entire series. Okay. At me. At me. If you feel different, you can find him, you can find him on his Twitter (laughs) at... (laughs) R-O-Q-Y-T-Y-R-A-I-D. Yeah, I definitely prefer Fallout um, Vegas over, like, 4, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I definitely, like, I'll do, like, Kingdom Hearts, I'll do Assassin's Creed, um, God of War was my favorite. For sure. Yeah. I'm sorry? No, Assassin's Creed for sure. Yeah. That was that was cool. Yeah. Um I also do like God of War in general. Yeah, God of War was great. I don't know if you ever played that. Um Um, I'm I'm here or there with it. I heard it was a really good game. Um the the last one was it like three, God of War three? Yeah. Um I heard the story was amazing. I haven't jumped into it yet. Um, I just barely found the time to get uh, Red Dead. That's the first game I purchased in a minute. Uh, but uh, my next one is Spider-Man. I feel like I'm going to work myself back. Um, you know what? I lied. Cause, no, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I spent a lot of time on that and like Battlefield um, 1. I, I want to do Battlefield B or 5 or whatever, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'm waiting. Okay. We'll see. Weird. No, I like that. Um, cool. I didn't realize you played a lot of games. Like, I wasn't sure what, like, your main thing was. Um, 
I know, like, sometimes I'll make, I'll, like, talk, like, I'll throw you, like, an anime reference about Dragon Ball Z every once in a while, but, uh, no, I didn't realize you were a big gamer, so that's dope. Maybe the next time I see you, we'll play something. Okay, well, um, we're gonna kind of wrap up a little bit. Do you have any, uh, future shows or anything that's coming up in your area that you want to let people know about or any projects? Um, so... Anything like anything coming up? So I have uh, I have a really kind of secret project that I'm working on right now. I don't want to like give it away because it's one of those things, and I've never had one of those things happen. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, some mighty stuff around the corner. Um, but I'm really just gearing up for that and kind of getting my mind ready, my content ready. And all other shows and things that will follow it um, would be based off this said, uh, you know, events and whatnot. So it should be pretty interesting. I'm coming into the year strong. Okay. And I'm, I'm glad to be doing so. It's all according to this way. So a lot of fan anticipation. We're like, ooh, what is it gonna, what, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost stressful because it's one of those things where you have to come correct and you can't stop this from happening. Like, you can't just, like, hide in your room and just, like, ignore it. Like, it's big and it's going to impact a lot of stuff that is, you know, centered around my career. So, no, it's... We'll see what happens. Yeah, I just finished shooting right now um, at the time of this recording. So, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm excited for you. Like, I, I will definitely be keeping track and keeping an eye on what you've been doing uh, since I follow you on all most of your social media stuff. So do you want to kind of drop where people can find you? Absolutely. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Rocky Tyree. That's R-O-Q-Y-T-Y-R-A-I-D. Twitter's the same thing, Rocky Tyrade, all those two wide, two wide, got um, Facebook is The Culture is Back. Um, if you type the Rocky Tyrade, it's going to be my personal page, and I don't care. You can hit me up on there. I, um, you know, come one, come all. I, I like to consider myself uh, personable enough for you to engage with, at least. So feel free to say what's up. Um, don't have second thoughts. I'm a human being as well. Um, but yeah, the cultures the website. Uh, basically, uh, as far as you know, streaming platforms, Rocky Tower Raid everywhere. Just look for that, you will find it. And I really appreciate everybody who is taking the time to listen to this particular episode with me. Um, may have discovered me today, or recently, or day one, or whatever. And you know, like, uh, it's weird to know that my artistic identity is part of people's lives. So, you know, thank you very much. Yeah, and I thank you for joining me. Thank you for taking the time. And I'm sure anybody who's yeah, I'm sure anybody who's listening right now is like, oh, he's pretty cool. Or it's like, yeah, it's like, you get it, Rocky. Um, but anyway, <laughs> oh man, I'm such a cheese ball. Um, but anyway, yeah, okay. Well, I guess this is my time to say goodbye to everybody who's listening. So. Thank you again for listening to Don't Cast and Drive. This is your speaker person, Veronica Tyler Christie, sometimes V. And we will see you next time.
I literally casted in droves. I just realized that. <laughs> you see, you fit. You broke my rules. <laughs> I broke the rules. For the children like McMillan McGraw, flip bars like a raw dog, dominant dogs, and little movement is the obsolete cause. Nobody gives a shit. The fire rises, 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 the fire rises.